I'm Jonathan. I'm Brandon. And this is Politically Uncorrect. Where two gay men discuss their opposing opinions on current events, the gay lifestyle, different interests, and personal stories with one common ground. Their sense of humor. excited to do the second one. I know, it's very exciting. Um, I almost didn't even make it to the recording session because I saw a hot guy jogging on the way here and I almost just chased right after him and forgot that we even had to do this well, whole I, podcast thing. It's, it's weird that you said that because I actually hired that guy to run and distract you so this would be my own show. Oh no, I've already been booted off. It's already been only one episode. All right, well, Is it because I'm a twat? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, to this fucker, I'm surprised we didn't bring this up already and we're only 30 seconds in. To the motherfucker in England who called us twats. Um, let me tell you something, asshole. I looked at your feed. First of all, proactive is the solution. And secondly, how dare you? It was our first show. Stay tuned. We're going to continue to shit talk you, motherfucker. Yeah, and I love all things British. I'm a total Anglophile, except for you. So, yeah, suck on that. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you take a pint and shove it up your Good day, call? sir. Good day. Moving on. <laughs> Um, so this is politically incorrect. <laughs> Welcome. Um, you've hopefully heard our first podcast. If you haven't, you can find it at our website, www.politicallyuncorrect.com. Um, you can also find all of our social media there, um, blogs, etc. Nudes. Um, lots of nudes. Nudes. Lots of boner pics. Yeah. Soft pics. Mm. Nipple picks. <laughs> so many nipple picks. Bukaki picks. Yeah. Oh, I miss Mother's Day. Let's All the picks. Yeah. We're like the fucking draft up in this bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's drafty and it's our listeners leaving. <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. Um, so I just got back into town this week. Um, so if the podcast is a little delayed and we are not on a, quite a, um, a same day schedule every week, it's um, my travel season is now done. Um, but I just got back from, um, my friend Becky's wedding, which was phenomenal. Uh, it was in... pictures were great. Yeah, and I'll try to post some, um, so you guys can see it at, uh, at home where you're listening. But, um, just amazing. So Becky and I, uh, little backstory, we met when I lived in L.A., um, through my friend Steven. And I hated that bitch (laughs) when I first met her. Um, I was like, get this woman out of my face. How dare you bring her around me? And then one night, uh, after a few drinks and we were listening to, um, I guess they had gone, uh, Becky and Steve had gone to a Britney Spears concert oh, duh. <laughs> and I was meeting them at their hotel afterwards and we were just going to hang out. I'm sorry to interrupt. Were you meeting them at the Onyx hotel? <laughs> no, that got canceled. Okay, got it. Go ahead. Um, so I met them at their. I, I guess I had to like pick up Becky and drive her to the hotel or something. And um, was she anticipating? <laughs> she, she was anticipating. Good one, B. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, a Kelly Clarkson song came on. My life would suck without you. 
And we both started singing at the top of our lungs. And from there, it was just golden. And then we went back to the hotel room, had a few drinks. I tried on her clip-on wave. Sure. And um, She tried on yours. <laughs> she tried on mine. We switched waves. And um, and just have had a, a, a really good friendship ever since. And she's kind of been... Um, it's been long distance, but, like, within the last year and a half, uh, we've really made a point to, like, see each other. She came to my 30th birthday, and um, I've seen her at uh, various other events. But So she got married to this wonderful guy named Mike. Um, shout out to them. They're on their honeymoon right now. Congratulations, guys. And um, they... It was in um, a town called Sutter Creek. It was, like, uh, east of Sacramento. So I had to fly into Sacramento and rent a car and drive an hour and a half and I was going, oh, God, who would have their wedding way out here? Then I realized, oh, duh, it's wine country. And it was stunning, beautiful. And we get to the venue, so we got, like, a mani-pedi. Is that where Sutter Home is from? I don't think so. The cheap wine? No. Oh, right. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it there. Okay. But we can Google it later. Right. For sure. Cool. Um, so I got in, we, I drove into the town, we got Manny's and Petty's, uh, cause I was, a, I was actually standing with her, um, I was one of the bridesmaids, I was a bridesman, um, and so we got Manny's and Petty's, and that was an interesting experience, it was very overpriced for what it was, and our, all of our nail ladies were such bitches. Let me see your nails. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah you mean, overpaid. It, yeah, not the best. <laughs> um, anyway, so we did that, and then we had the rehearsal dinner. Um, the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner, uh, food was amazing. Um, the venue was on a vineyard, uh, with this gorgeous barn. And so we did that. And then the next day was the wedding. We woke up really early and got ready all day and kind of drank mimosas and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. took all the pictures and finally we did the wedding. It was beautiful. She was stunning. She had this gorgeous vintage dress that she had kind of added, it was sleeveless, and she had kind of added some sleeves. Shoulder pads? Some shoulder, she, yes, she did a whole um, football look. Oh, nice. um, yeah, she just went like full. Touchdown. Yeah, full football, Lady Gaga. No, no, I'm just kidding. But she added just like these lace sleeves that complemented the dress. Oh, uh, it was beautiful. Um, well, she's, I saw the pictures. She looked beautiful. And, her, and you with the other bridesmaids, um, I love the way. She styled it. It wasn't. It was very uh, Pinterest and um, uh, I don't. I don't know how to say this without sounding tacky. It was very craft looking, but it looked fantastic. Well, and that's a good point. It was. Um, it was a very DIY wedding, except it was all professionally done. Yeah, it was um, beautiful. I her friend that. Jamie helped out a lot with um, a lot of just the minor touches, and I mean to the point of like by the bathroom. They had like mints and things of chapstick and um, oh, Q-tips and love chapstick. Q-tips and all the accoutrements. They had um, she had rubber uh, hair ties, uh, not rubber bands, like actual rubber bands, but you know, like elastic hair ties. And she said, "Just say no to the scrunchie on like by the the hair ties." Oh, and that's then cute. The Q-tips had a sign that said like just the tip. Like it was it was classy, but it was edgy and. I think the difference is, is that with, like, a regular Pinterest wedding, you have, like, oh, it's a cute candle in a mason jar. Whereas your friend's wedding, Becky, it, it was down to the very last detail, yes. which takes away the tacky. It was amazing. It was adorable. <laughs> um, it was beautiful. She looked beautiful, too. The wedding, the music was so great. The DJ was so great. The wedding planner was so great. Um, and the best part about the wedding, not only was it the venue beautiful, the weather was stunning, um, but the people that she had in her wedding party um, and just around were 
she's so lucky. I met the coolest people. Um, shout outs to Natasha and Nicole and Susan and Dashiell and Elon. Um, I had the best time getting to know you guys, and I really, I hope to see you very soon in the future. Um, look, he, no, really, you guys, he has not shut up talking about all of you. I'm like, <laughs> I have invested 13 years in this fucker, and all I've heard is about you five, so congratulations, you can have it. Um, Natasha had uh, these two kids, um, so she's like from former Yugoslavia, I forgot where she said she was from, um, and her and her husband, Darko, um, they have these two kids. Um, Massimo and Pavle, who are the light of my life. Like, I want to adopt them. I want to be their nanny. Like, any way that I can be around them. These kids showed up in, like, Mark by Mark. By Mark. Um, by for, Mark. For Mark Jacobs. Mark, Mark by Mark. By Mark by Mark. Um, there's several Marks in the lineage. Um, they had, I mean, one of them had, like, Mark by Mark, um, knee-high socks with, like, a short, uh, suit. Like, a shorts suit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with, cute. like, a fedora on, and, I mean, they were just dressed amazing, and they were the most lovey-dovey children, and the whole wedding was a complete, just amazing shindig. Cool. Well, I'm happy for them, and it, when it comes to weddings, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the planning and the, uh, uh, the surface-level stuff, so mm -hmm. it really did look like a celebration, and, uh, um, I'm happy for them, and I've never met them, so. Yeah, and I hope you, you would love Becky. You might not like her at first, but eventually. As long as we have <laughs> Kelly Clarkson to sing together, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, exactly. So, it was just a really good, um, it was a really great vacation, as, as you know, I've been, I was in Vegas and then Los Angeles, like, within the last month and a half, so this was, like, the third trip that I've taken, and those were all, like, very much party vacations and came back even more exhausted than I was and this was definitely a good mixture of like family and friends with like wine and yes we you know we hung out and drank but it was relaxing and it was scenic and it was beautiful and a good time had by all so and sponsored by Sutter Home so that's <laughs> <Yes>. nice <laughs> sponsored by the 2014 vintage mm -hmm. Cabernet Sutter Home can't get better than Sutter Home <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned exactly so, well, cool. Um, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, thanks. And congrats to those so, guys again. Yeah, so again, congrats to Becky and Mike. Um, should we move on to our, our hot topics for oh the day? Oh my god, they're so hot. Or for the week, I suppose. They're burning. That's just your chlamydia. <laughs> it, well. So, um, I went on a date last night. So, uh, okay, leave it alone. Um, uh, Brandon just left the studio and a 14-year-old girl just stopped in. So, please, proceed <laughs> with your date, Miss <laughs> Giddy. Uh, I'm not giddy, and I am not smiling constantly. You are so. bright red. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's because I'm sunburned from, the, from our studio here. Uh-huh. Uh, don't you dare post that picture, I <laughs> I, he's taking a picture of me right now. So you guys will see how red he is right now. Of me red-faced. So anyway, <laughs> I had a, a, a date last night that went as well as any first date what you would hope uh, would go. And I can't even talk straight right now, which is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I had a think. first date. And then I was thinking, you know, you, you always go back and you think, oh, why did I say that? Or... 
Um, was there a connection there? And you always had these kind of like questions that you ask yourself when you... Did I penetrate him too hard? Exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. Which for me is always a, a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Did I swallow too much? <laughs> Which is always a no. <laughs> so yeah. um, I did a little research here because I, I wanted to know if I was the only homo who had those same questions after your first date. And I came across... Yes. <laughs> you were literally the only gay person that has ever had the butterflies. Mm -hmm. Well, usually it's just... Well, never mind. We don't have to get into it. So um, I came across David, and I'm I'm not French, so this is gonna come out bad. David Toussaint. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Was it good? Yeah. So David Croissant works for <laughs> works for Huffington Post, and he put he wrote an, um, a quick survey, not a survey, uh, some tips. Seventeen. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Seventeen practical day dating tips for the new age. Oh. And you need some help with this, because girlfriend, your well is dry. I'm in a drought <laughs> right now. So, um, number one, he says, turn off your grinder profile before the date begins, even if that's where you found him. Uh, mm -hmm. That little pop sound when you give him his flowers is a romantic buzzkill. Did you bring flowers to your date? No, I didn't, but I did bring something. He, <laughs> Besides gonorrhea and chlamydia? We already had it. So <laughs> oh, good. Okay, okay, good. Match so, me in heaven. Oh. We had been talking the day before, and he said that his favorite candy was gummy bears. So I brought him gummy bears. Ah, uh, muffin. That's so cute, right? Do you want to go on a date? Maybe. What's your favorite candy? I like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the fucking candy. Whoa. Number two. You're checking in at the restaurant where you've made dinner reservations. Seriously, nothing like telling 5,000 Facebook friends the location of your intimate rendezvous. Stop fucking checking in, people. No well, one cares. and with the paparazzi and all your other mm -hmm. people that are just dying to be with you. Yeah, me and uh, Tom Hardy, we just want our privacy. <laughs> just leave us alone. Uh, yeah. Oh, I speaking of Tom Hardy, saw Mad Max last night. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. God, Dating I tips. Love him. Uh, number three, do not friend your date on Facebook before or after the initial meeting. If you're not good, if you're not a good match in dates, or like new restaurants, about one in eight actually survive. You're both going to share that awkward moment of, do I unfriend him or keep reading about this? Why do I always meet losers? Updates. Wow, one in eight. I wish my odds were that good. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, mine are like one in 47. Oh, well, maybe we should. This week. Maybe we should edit this out. <laughs> Um, number four, even though gay men love to label everyone, they despise being labeled themselves. So whether he's a bear, twink, twunk, cub, daddy, dilf, otter, chub, gym rat, gym bunny, or any other of the zillion names we give one another, only address him in generic terms like handsome, sexy, hung. If he's 22 years old and wears glasses and weighs 808 pounds, not 801 pounds, <laughs> and says, for some reason people tend to think I'm a twink, feign surprise and say, men are so into labels. Then help him lift his martini glass to his lips and move on. So, bottom line, don't call your date Carney Wilson. No. Mm -hmm. And get him a sippy cup. That martini glass is heavy. Oh. Uh, number five. If you're over 30 and at least four years older than your date, don't be surprised if he calls you daddy. Take... Wait, you lost me at the math. <laughs> uh, if you're 30... Oh, okay, that's us. And he is 26, don't be surprised if he calls you daddy. Oh, God. Take it as a compliment, and do not take it as a reason to pick up the check. What if he's hairier than you? Um, then he's an like, otter. I have very minimal body hair. But if he calls me daddy, and he's 26... Would you prefer he called you mommy? <laughs> because you're smooth. Mama! <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Unless he can juggle or tap dance in bed, versatile bottom means only one thing. So, bottom. So be prepared... <laughs> to take charge if things go well. If you're lying when you call yourself a versatile top, either call it quits now or start working on your oral communication skills. 
I love oral. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the next one. <laughs> Seven. If he insists on taking important calls several times during your date, don't automatically think he's blowing you off. In today's complicated world, he might be calling work, his sitter, or his ex-wife to see if she can pick up the kids. Chill out and use the time to call your sponsor for encouragement. <laughs> did, did, did your date have any kids? Uh, no. Uh, not that I know of. He will tonight, though. Get him, B. I'm, I'm going to get him in time down. Eight. Um, in the old days, it was common and common sense to say that if you sleep with someone, you are only sleeping with ev you are sleeping with everyone else he slept with. Nowadays, it's common sense to remember that if you sleep with someone who's in a twelve-step program, you are also sleeping with everyone in his home group. Be prepared to be judged by all the members of his orgy. Oh, I already know I'm so. That's a lot of pressure. Right? Don't, Don't drop the soap. Yeah, or do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be dropping the soap. Kidding. No, I'm not. Number nine. If you met the guy online and have never met in person, and, it, uh, and if his entire chat so far has been about how amazingly hot you are and how amazingly much he's into you and how he's quite certain you're the guy for, for him, he will hate you within 20 minutes of your date and you will never hear from him again. If you request an explanation, he'll call you a stalker and block you from any social media sites you might share. Wait, I don't... So if he's saying I... that the first 20 minutes, then he's going to hate you after that? No, no. I think what this uh, <coughs> what this fellow here is saying is that if you are, like, super into each other, like, online before you meet, like, oh, you're so perfect oh, for like me. Oh, super hot and heavy. Yeah, like, yeah. you're the right guy for me. I can't wait to start this. You're putting a lot of pressure on both of you, and um, that within the first 20 minutes of actually meeting, then it's going to crash and burn. Right. Yeah. Like, if you do the whole summer nights routine from Greece before you either are even in person, then mm -hmm. it's... But if you do it after you meet... It's going to be grease lightning from here on out, am I right? I'm sorry, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to um, bring it in. Uh, well, you, you came in too hot. <laughs> <laughs> like grease lightning? Yeah, oh, I've got the my uh, gay classics computer, so I was doing dirty dancing. Oh. Dancing. Do you want to really do dirty dancing? Um, Run um, towards me. Quick! Oh. <laughs> sorry, I hit you too hard. Oh. Comedic effect. Um, number ten. While it's nice to have a grasp... Of curtain events and knowledge of local culture, it is no longer a first date prerequisite. However, if you don't have an immediate answer for, do you want to get married, and how many kids would you like to have, the date just ended. Don't even bother to take your coat off. Hmm. So where, where does he land on that scale of culture? Well, he, he does it. My date, or this? Yeah, this well, wait, did it say something about being culturally? No, he's saying if, if it's nice to have a grasp of current events, but if you don't, oh, okay. it's no longer a prerequisite. Yeah. So, yeah, I, for me, that is a prerequisite. I yeah, know. I mean, I was in a really long relationship with somebody that that had no idea what was going on in the world, and so anytime I tried to talk about anything political or gay rights-oriented or anything, it was like, oh, well, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. well, and that really, yeah, so I, I, I think that is, I mean, I guess it's case yeah, by case. Well, I say that, but my date last night, we didn't talk about, like, what was going on in the world. We were getting to know each other. So I guess yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess that's a good point. point. I yeah. mean, and plus, if, uh, he has, like, a 13-inch penis. Like, fuck, fuck politics. <laughs> you know? Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess that's true. Hmm. Uh, number 11. Contrary to proper popular belief, opinions are not like assholes. Because in today's gay world, assholes are glorious and sexy and displayed prominently in photos sent to you from potential suitors, mm. opinions on a date are more like your lesbian best friend. We know she's important to you and we're glad, to ha glad you have her, but we have no idea why you'd want to introduce us to her on her first meeting and turn the evening into a serious downer. Um, I disagree. <laughs> 
Yeah, keep your opinions to yourself. Damn. Yeah, but well, I say I disagree, but again, <coughs> not going back to number 10, maybe that is true. Maybe don't be so one side or the other about something and just get to know one another. I mean, it depends on if you have an opinion about everything, like, oh, I don't like romantic comedies or like stuff, like very general opinions that rule mm -hmm. out like a major section of something. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like politics. I mean, I hate black people. Ugh, not, not, yeah, not the best. Not, not the best. Right. I think molesting children's wonderful. That might really rule well, some party. things out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, small opinions on stuff, I think is, you yeah. know, you kind of know where you stand and I kind of think that does help you get to know the person better. So hmm. yeah. Well, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Number 12. If you do opt to discuss current events, avoid anything so controversial. It, um, he types this weird. Avoid anything so controversial. So controversial, it will destroy potential chemistry like Crimea, Obama's job performance, or the relevance of HBO's looking. I mean, Crimea River. Am I right? Don't bring that up. Obama's just looking for a job. Oh. <laughs> Number thirteen. <laughs> Fashions change, so know the basics. Uh, no flip flops ever. That's my opinion. God, I fucking hate flip flops. Oh. Ugh. Like, I love Hillary Clinton, and then be like, oh, that Hillary, she has no idea what she's doing. Benghazi! Benghazi! Woo! Like, that kind of flip-flopping? No, I, fashions change, so no, the basics. Oh, no. <laughs> well, my point still stands. It does. But, yes, yeah, you hate the flip-flops. I do. Don't you dare edit that out. I just... <laughs> I, I won't. Um... I just got out of the flip-flop phase. Thank God. Like, I wear, I would now wear loafers now to the pool. Or like a, a, a cute sneaker or something with no socks, but no flip-flops, they're tacky and gross. Uh, but I do sometimes love my flip-flop. Not to a bar, though. Uh, no, or a, gross. A, a first date. Or a first date, okay, absolutely so not. 13, fashion's changed, so know the basics. No flip-flops, no shaving, and even if, it's the, even if it's after Memorial Day, absolutely no white underwear. Again, I'm going to say this across the board. No what underwear unless it's a drop strap. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> number, Dad. Number 14. If you like the guy and he wants and you want things to go well, put everything out on the table. Uh, for example, HIV status, views on monogamy, and for Florida residents, your gun. That is a really good point. Um, and luckily, that's never happened to me, and I guess that could be a bad thing, but nobody's... I mean, I've never gone on a first date, and somebody's been like, oh, I'm positive, or whatever, but I would absolutely appreciate that, and that would definitely not deter me from, if I really liked them, mm -hmm. from dating them, but, um, I, yes, I absolutely agree. I mean, why wait, because I've had some friends, I've had friends that are positive that wait until, like, the third or fourth date, and I think that's really unfair, because I think it is, although th that doesn't bother me, mm -hmm. um, as a, a HIV negative person, um, to date somebody positive, there's certainly ways around it, and... But I wouldn't want to... You have to debrief that information. Like, you mm -hmm. can't just wait three or four dates so somebody really likes you or get things get more intertwined and then be like, oh, by the way, here's this life-changing thing that I have. I, I, I See, I don't know. I don't know. You I, don't I, think I, it's first date fodder? I, I don't know that... As long as I found out... I'm, well, maybe I'm different because my first relationship of two years, he was positive, and maybe because I have a different view about dating someone positive that I don't... I don't know if it would bother me if it was the first date or the fifth because nothing would change with us physically. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. And, and I'm so uh, easygoing about it as far as that. 
and because I've done it, that maybe, I don't know, it just wouldn't affect me yeah. either way. I, I mean, know. I haven't done it, but I would still very much like to know. I mean, I think that's important, and I think it, no matter, even if it doesn't bother me, I think it does somewhat factor in sure, sure. to how much, sure, I mean, sure, sure. do I like you enough that I'm willing to risk this, or, you know, heaven forbid that, I don't yeah. know, a condom breaks, or I skip my prep pill, or I don't mm. know, you know. Or you just want to take it that night. Yeah. I, I mean, it. sometimes I you just want to just go for it. I mean, I see what he's saying. Maybe I'm just different, because I, I think either way, as long as you just <coughs> then it's it's good news. So, uh, no, it's not good news. It's good that you share, yes. share that your, your status. <clears throat> uh, number 15. It's a sign of a true gentleman if you walk into his door and he says it's too soon for you to come inside. It's also more than likely a sign that he still lives with his on-again, on off-again ex. Hmm. Mm. I actually did go on a date with somebody that lived with their ex of like two and a half, almost three years. That is so uncomfortable. And it really, and I don't know if, I mean, they had broken up like three months prior, so I don't think that he was necessarily ready to date anyway. Mm -hmm. However, I certainly think it definitely hindered um, us Bottom in a way. Sure. Right. That And then ended up running into his ex out at the club and we oh, were dancing. Talking about now. Yeah, and now and we were dancing, and the guy had been hanging out with our group because I guess they had mutual friends in common. And I guess the mutual friends like invited this guy, and I didn't know he was the ex. So I was like, "Get freaky on the D floor," and all of a sudden, this motherfucker like taps me on the shoulder. He goes, "Will you not dance with my ex like that?" And I was like, "Okay, grow up." I know. Grow I mean, up. I was kind of like, "Okay, good try." Okay, well, you should have had a dance battle. Oh yeah, well I'll dance you for him. Yeah, and then like every time I like went to go pick up this guy, I was like, "Oh my god, is this ex watching me now?" Like it's That's just bullshit. it totally hindered anything that could have potentially happened, even though I don't think it would have anyway. It, it might have been one thing if he said, can you please stop doing that? I still have feelings for him. But the fact that he said, my ex, like, go get yourself yeah. a drink and calm down. Yeah, me. and get over, I mean, your ex clearly has, like, you need to let go. And the guy had cheated on him in the first place. That's why the relationship had ended. Move, anyway, on. moving forward. Moving on. Um, number 16. If in the heat of the moment you find yourself in bed together after the date, remember to keep the foreplay going for at least 30 minutes. This allows ample time for intimate kisses, exploring each other's bodies, and for the Cialis to kick in. Mmm. I'm a big fan of Cialis. I have recently taken it in the last month and a half. Should you have done it at your work meeting? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but it was really early and I just wanted to make sure rise and shine. Yeah. Um, well, was there any foreplay on your first date? If you don't mind me asking. Um, <laughs> or what did you guys do after dinner? Uh, there was there was kissing. There was no... Wait, what's foreplay exactly? Foreplay? Well, like... What's your definition? Penis out. No. None of that. No, it was right? just... Right? I mean... It was just kissing candies, and like... Candies, BGs. I mean, you could... It was just making out. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Just really great... Really great kissing. Uh, number 17. Sadly, gay men are self-centered and narcissistic, so instead of talking about your abuse of childhood, upbringing, and triumph over Legionnaire's disease, read this piece of, read this piece over and over and out loud until I'm so happy I wet myself. We're a match! Oh. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would do that. No, don't, don't yell we're a match. No, no. We do not endorse that. No. <laughs> 
Um, do, well, it, do it at home when you're on Tinder. I'm a match. Well, fun. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you told me a little bit about it last night, and it just it seemed like a really smooth date and one that I would like to have as well. I mean, you know, he's, he, it was great. It was fun. I haven't dated. I've gone on a first date in years. So yeah. It was fun. Um, it seems like you guys really had a lot in common as far as just little things. I mean, obviously, I don't think you got into half the stuff that he, that guy tells you to get into, but. You said, like, music and yeah. um, a lot of same taste in music, et cetera. So. Which is a, a big deal for me. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love that. As good as you can hope a first day to go, that's how well I'm at. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. kind of segues me into my um, little next segment. Um, <laughs> um I was thinking on the way home, I was like, oh, what, you know, what we had kind of initially talked about of like what we wanted to get to on our podcast and how general or how specific we needed to be. And um, one thing I don't feel like we touched in on in our first one is um, I would like to discuss music, what you're listening to these days. If you don't know Brandon, and if you're listening to this, um, as a means to kind of get to know us and, like, what our tastes are, um, Brandon has excellent taste in music. Uh, Muffin. For the most part, I, like, everything he plays, I always am like, oh, I love that. It's so different. I am very, um, for the most part, my go-to is Top 40. It's very boring, but I I really... It's not boring. It's Top 40 for a reason. Millions of people listen to it. Yeah. Um, which is funny. I just uh, saw an article that um, the, in the last year, all the top number one songs or top ten songs over the last year have all been written at a third grade reading level. <laughs> I bet it's not so Like they've got all the lyrics together, especially with like Ariana Grande. And she, I forgot that lyric that she always mispronounces, but like it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's know, like, it does drive me nuts. I love it. Um, but um, so I was, I wanted to ask you. Um, what some of the um, bands or songs or s- movie soundtracks that mm-hmm. you're listening to these days, and um, oh, all right, yeah, and kind of let the let the listeners get to know you. Okay, well, thank you for surprising me with this because <laughs> I was not prepared. Um, I love this band called The Knox. They're um, they have a playlist and stuff on Spotify. They're fantastic. It's kind of like upbeat chill music, but the it's fun to sing along to in your car. I just adore them. So the Knox, um, dancing with myself is my current jam, uh, and for, love dancing for with a lot myself. of reasons. Yeah. So yeah. The Knox, check them out. I dig them a lot. Cool. Anything else? Oh, just go through the list. I mean, just like two or three. Um, the Knox, like I said, I love. Let's see what else here. Um, I like. Miami Horror is one of my favorite Miami groups. Horror? Yeah. They're also kind of chill, but they're upbeat and fun. Ooh, I have a song that you're going to love called Designer Tri- Designer Drug. Can I play oh. it for you? I just want to play the first part because you'll die laughing. Okay. Yeah, I think we can get away with like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, it won't be any longer than that. It's like literally the first line. Cool. Um, here we go. This is uh, Mayor Hawthorne, and it's called Where Does This Door Go? And then the song is called Designer Drug. Last night I <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Last night I tried a little Adderall. I've been known to do such things. Yeah, I thought you would like that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then um, I actually don't watch this show. I've never seen it. And then watching uh, the Billboard Awards the other night with you, they performed this song. And it's the cast of Empire singing You're So Beautiful. 
Yeah, you were talking about that when we watched it. I can't it. get enough of this song. It's like happy and upbeat and a little R&B pop. Is he the one that was wearing like the monochromatic maroon yeah. suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love him. So um, I, that's not typically my kind of, my jam, but I, I really like it a lot. So the Empire cast, like check out that soundtrack actually. Brendan's really good about, um, like if you really heard his taste in music or if you were driving in the car with him for an extended amount of time, you'd be like, okay, like he is really into music or whatever. And um but he's not pretentious about music. Like, uh, when I, I first downloaded the Taylor Swift album and he started listening to it, he's like, oh, Taylor Swift. And then he was like, this music's actually really good. Yeah, like, she works with great people. Right. And uh, Max Martin and uh, what's that chick named? Uh, she's like real spooky, kind of. Um, oh, spooky. I can't think of her name, but she plays like everything herself. Anyway, it didn't matter. But, um, yeah. yeah, and even like Maroon 5's album, like you typically didn't like Maroon 5 before, and their new album, I think, is spectacular. And yep, you were very, credit where credit's due. You were due. very quick to, yes, give credit where credit's mm-hmm. due. Um, but speaking of the Billboard Music Awards, which I liked, mm-hmm. um, what, who is the woman that we love that hosted it? Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. We love her. I like so much. She's so funny. And I don't know why people give her such a hard yeah, time. Brandon was talking about, because um, we, ta- we were watching the Billboard Music Awards, and then she does that all that lip sync for your life show. And um, she gets such, I guess you had brought to my attention that she gets such flack on Twitter. I mean, not, not flack. Like racist, uh, uh, misogynistic, awful, mean, terrible things. Not cool, her. people. Not cool. Be nice to yeah. everybody, but be nice to Chrissy Teigen. She's really, really cool and puts herself out there in a really she's funny self, way. She's and self-deprecating, and she's, aside from the fact that she's gorgeous, which has nothing to do with it, she's just a cool chick, so yeah. back off. So. And if people are trying to get ahead of their own joke about them, then you... Don't have room to make jokes. Yeah, just... So leave her alone. Be nice. <laughs> leave her alone. Um, but the Billboard Music Awards, that actually... I just created a playlist um, with Ed Sheeran. I've had his album. It's X, but I think it's multiplied, technically. Mm. Um, but he performed Bloodstream on there, a mm. song called Bloodstream, which was phenomenal. I think he is so... Freaking talented. He I is, just He's like a unicorn. How, what, what are you? At your yeah, I mean, I've heard that? him do, like, I heard him do um, Drunk in Love by Beyonce, and he did... The stu- the, when he's in the studio? Yeah, like, so when great. he does, like, live appearances and stuff, and he did the whole Beyonce song part, and then he did the Jay-Z part. It was so fun. He he's, didn't change any pronouns or anything. Freaking nature. I don't, I don't get it with him. Yeah, and um, so I actually added him to a playlist that I was listening all day today, and, because I really never gave his album a chance, and it's so good. Um, and a lot of it, some of it comes off as like rap and some of it is obviously like that slow, whatever, but he's just beyond to me. Um, and then I discovered my friend Aaron, um, to, uh, we were driving, um, out one night and he played this song by Ren Weaver, hmm. um, R-Y-N, last name Weaver. Um, and it was so good. So I pre-ordered her album, and I got five of her songs. Um, I love Octahate and The Fool. Um, excellent. And um, so that's kind of what I... Oh, and I know you don't love it, but um, I'm obsessed with it. Brandon Flowers' new album, The Desired Effect, I think is spectacular. Brandon, you, can't, you can't get enough of it. I really, I honestly can't. Um, Brandon Flowers is the lead singer of The Killers. Um, and he, this is his second album, solo album. And what I love about him is that when he does a solo album, it's very different from what he does with his band. Uh, I do love that. Um, and it's, why, why bother? Yeah, well, like Rob Thomas, who I love. I love Matchbox 20. 
back back in from the day. And he did one or two solo albums, and it just sounded like stuff that he would do with Matchbox 20. So my thing is, like, if you're going to do a solo project, make it something very different. And, and Brandon Flowers is really great. If you download one track off of it, uh, I would say um, Lonely Town or, um, oh, God, what's the other song? Um, I have to get my... Um, or Can't Deny My Love, which is his first single off the album. So... Um, yeah, little music corner, B and J's music corner. Yeah, that's our jam. CNC Music Factory. Come in, Mike. Oh, I thought you were gonna keep it going. No, <laughs> I wish. So, yay, music. We did something lighthearted, and we did something music-related. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little more serious, shall we? Oh. Let so, me draw my bath. <clears throat> please draw your bath. Pour a glass of wine. Yes. Make some popcorn, and then go oh, to bed. God. I ate my no, weight in popcorn at Mad Max <laughs> last night. I was actually with a friend, and I was like, um, he's never going to come to the movies with me ever again if I eat this whole tub of popcorn. And it was literally in a tub. And I really wanted to take it home, the, the rest of it, like the one-fourth that was left of it. But I was like, mm, just to save face, I probably should not take the popcorn home. No, I still think you should have left it at concession. And been like, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold this, please. Um, so, speaking of nothing to do with what you were just talking about. Um, so, this guy named Hayes Brown, he is a contributor for BuzzFeed. And um, he came across something very interesting today. I don't know if it was today. It might have been yesterday or... I don't know, who cares? So he says, in a quote, Have you ever wondered just how Al-Qaeda vetted its new recruits prior to Osama bin Laden's death in 2011? Now, thanks to a set of documents released on Wednesday, today, so it is today, you don't have to wonder anymore. Among these documents released, along with bin Laden's English-language bookshelf, is one called Instructions to Applicants. The translated version of the form includes mundane questions like any hobbies or pastimes, and science or literature, but it also asks less benign questions such as, do you wish to execute a suicide operation? Oh, and, God. <laughs> this is my favorite new book. Do they have it on audiobooks? Um, da, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just went German, but I didn't mean to. Sorry. Well, German. I'm sure they, they translated it into German as well. Search, certainly. I mean, what did Hitler read? <laughs> <laughs> wish to execute a suicide operation and asking who the organization should contact in case the applicant ends up as the martyr as a martyr. The documents were released through the Office of the Director of National Intelligence and presented in their raw form without context. Because of that, it's unclear just how these documents were distributed, if at all, when they were in circulation or who reviewed them once received. So I actually have the English translated application to join Al-Qaeda. So wait, but who, so who wrote this book? Um, like Osama bin Laden wrote this book? I, I'm assuming so. And then it's, published it? It's No, no, no. It's, a, it's like a, a random house? No, no, no. They found a book on his shelf called Instructions to Applicants. But they, what I have that was just released is the application 
that you literally fill out to join Al Qaeda. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know. Do you have to write like a cover letter <laughs> in your like up to date resume? No, no words about cover letter, but I literally have line for line the application. <laughs> you're like multitasking. I can strap a bomb bomb to my chest and blow up at the same time. Well, you're not far off. Oh god. So. Oh god. Date of your arrival in the land of jihad. <laughs> oh. First question. Um, how long do you plan to stay in the jihadi theater? Um, I think that's pretty normal. How, plan, how long do you plan your career to plan to keep your what career is, going? Now, what is the proper amount of time to stay in a jihadi theater? Nine. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Um, education level, primary, elementary, secondary, or college? Of course you'd want to know that. You'd want to know if you were going to blow up someone who only got to primary or... Well, someone who went right. to college, you probably want to utilize that. You save the best for last. Like, if you have exactly. a master's, then, like, we'll save you till the end, till everybody else is blown Hans up. right to the front. Right. So, uh, next question. When did Almighty Allah <laughs> bless you with this gift? Oh, at the age of um, seven. I was a prodigy. Were really? You? Yeah. I was a jihadi Protestant. I was a jihadi Protestant. Oh, I don't think you could say that. <laughs> I, was, I was a jihadi prodigy. Pro well, you made jihadi prodigy. That's the name of our new band. <laughs> oh my god. Um, how much of the Holy Quran have you memorized? I mean, I would think that if you're going to blow yourself up for your religion, you'd know all of it. I mean, at least Genesis, right? Right. Like in the beginning, it was jihad. In the end was nothing because we blew it all up. Exactly. See? See, um, I just covered Genesis and Revelations. Oh, who was your instructor? Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it was Phil. You know. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yep. He does um, it in his off time. Let's see here. Um, I don't know that word. Uh, which Muslim dignitaries do you know? I know zero of them. Well, I'm never going to make it in jihad. No. Well, oh, so far I'm going through your application and you're not faring well. Oh, no. But I did graduate from Baylor. Where does that land me on the hiring scale? Um, I think you're a pawn pal. <laughs> I think you're right to the front. Damn it. Have you invented or researched anything in any domain? Well, we have a podcast. I mean, that's... Have you researched anything? <laughs> well, I made it through primary school, yeah. so, you know, I know how to color. I mean, I found the application, so I must have researched it somewhere, right? Exactly. <laughs> this is one of my favorite or questions. Or they just leave them at the post office there, like, <laughs> pick up it while you, like, mail your letters, and it's like, oh, application to Jihad. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> one more stamp, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite questions. Any hobbies or pastimes? <laughs> no. Cricket. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, uh, I, underwater I, basket weaving. What, would you be afraid to, like, put your real hobbies in, like, would you, I feel like if you were, you know how everybody lies on, like, their resume, or, like, not me, uh, I mean, I don't, certainly. I have my master's, yeah, <laughs> from Harvard University, um, but I feel like, would you feel pressured to, like, soup up your resume, like, um, in my past time, I love to build bombs, even though you've never built a bomb before, or, like... I mean, sure. I love tripwires. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think know. that you... Why wouldn't you fluff a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I would totally strap a bomb to my chest and... In the name of Allah. I mean, do you just put, like, social media marketing as, like, a habit? <laughs> like, 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 I'm really good at Twitter. Um, hire me for Jihad. I think we're onto something here. Yeah. Um, what languages do you speak? Uh, are you fluent <laughs> in these foreign languages? Um, list the countries uh, to which you have traveled and the purpose of. Well, I went to Italy on my honeymoon. It was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I did the Amalfi Coast. It was wonderful. You have to try the Pomodoro. Oh, my. <laughs>
goodness. Um, do you know anyone who travels to Western countries? Well, my teacher, Phil. He goes to California all the time. God, Phil was such a major influence on your jihadi application. Yeah, he really was. Well, I'm proud of him. All right, Phil, sorry about your death. Um, <laughs> Boom. Do you have any family or friends who work with the government? I can imagine they'd want to know that. Yeah. You know, to get to have some sort of connection. Right. Unfortunately, my friend only works the security office at the local library. Well, but my, he's still a, a government official. Yeah, my fourth cousin, twice removed, I think, works for um, the um, administration of, of the government. For what department? Uh, for um, power and water. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, fair Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, oh, uh, here we go. And would that person be able to cooperate or help us? <laughs> of course, that's not a natural next question. Uh, let's see here. Are you? Uh, have you ever been convicted by any court? I hope so. I hope. So. <laughs> right. I hope you were, were kind of a badass, and you're not right. just like, oh god, I'm sick of working at Seven Eleven. Well, I got a speed. <laughs> I got a speeding ticket once, and um, but I did defer judification. So sorry, no felonies for me. Oh well, that's the next question. Have you ever been in jail or prison? Well. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I have to answer this? Because I have. I, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I did go to jail sophomore year in college, so list. I'm, your, I'm a I'm a felon. You're a criminal. List your previous occupations. Showgirl. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and what did you do? Well, I uh, delivered Italian food one time for a few months. I was a um, food runner at Macaroni Grill. That's cool. Yeah, I mean. I, Lots of past experiences. List the types of passports you possess. Did you use real or forged passports on your current travel here? Oh, current travel? I used a real passport. But nice. previously, I only used forged. Cool. That's the only way to go. Uh, pro provide details on how you arrived here. Blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater pipe. Perfect. Like uh, Mario, just jump in the pipe and go to Jihad. Um, well, I was going to say, it says, did you encounter any difficulties on the road to this place? Do you mean morally? Because <laughs> <laughs> that I'm fine with. Yeah. I um, did get a flat tire, though. Well, yeah, a flat tire and a blimp. Now, this one is of utmost importance. It's the next question. Do you wish to execute a suicide operation? Is this like a yes, no, or maybe question? I don't know. Well, that's part of the test. I need to know as your interviewer for Al-Qaeda. I mean... Uh, I'll have to do some soul-searching and get back to you. Okay, what objectives would you like to accomplish on your suicide operation? <laughs> Make the world a better place. Perfect. And for the record, just again, <laughs> this is the actual application. Um, I, please do not get, listeners, please do not get any ideas about joining Jihad. Politically incorrect, Brandon and Jonathan, do not condone this in any way, form, or function. Nope. Do you have any chronic or hereditary d diseases? I have, you, I have scoliosis. You'd want to know before you blow yourself up because it right. can splatter. <laughs> you, you don't want that on you. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope, like, you know, like, the Navy or the Army here, like, if you have scoliosis, you can't join. Or, like, what if you're like, I'm flat-footed? They're like, totally okay to blow yourself up. No big deal. Exactly. Who should we contact in case you became a martyr? List your address, <laughs> phone numbers, and don't forget, praise Allah, Lord of all worlds. Oh, they're very considerate. Um, so, you know, I think, listen, I'm thinking. <laughs> you better not be. Uh, well, I did fill it out. I got a response back from Janice and Human Resources. <laughs> She's very interested in uh, getting together for a meeting. I, I don't, can do I you wear get, a suit? Do you get full dental? 
I don't think you get full dental. But what they will do is pull out all of your teeth so they can't identify you after you've exploded. Oh. Uh, I mean, who needs a 401k? Sweethearts. Yes, so sweet. So, as many of you may or may not know, um, all 15 to 20 of you, um, we live in this the great state of Texas, which I actually do really enjoy Texas. Um, it's been there for me to live in for mm -hmm. several years now. Um, but sometimes, even Texans get it wrong. Um, oh, no. Yes, everything's bigger in Texas, even the bigotry. Oh. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I feel like living in Dallas, like we don't really see a lot of it. Like I feel like if I was walking down the street with boy, like my boyfriend, I wouldn't necessarily get like beaten and mugged and dragged through the streets. Unless um, I saw you, because I absolutely. Well, don't. right, yeah. I mean, if I had just woken you up from like a nap or something, you're mm -hmm. very cranky. Yeah. Um, but no. Anyway, so Austin's super liberal. Dallas super liberal. Houston is. All very liberal. Houston Rockets. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Beyonce. Um, and so it it's shocking that we have these leaders that get elected um, in our government, but I think it's just the in the outskirts of, of Texas, which there is a lot of Texas to cover. Um, and I think that they're those they're more um, electing these people. Anyway, so um, in as you may know. Um, in June, late June, they are, the Supreme Court is ruling on whether gay marriage is going to be legal in the United States and whether or whether or not the states have to recognize other states' gay marriage licenses. Right. And Texas last week, which I will preface this with, it, the, um, the House did not have time to hear the bill, so it did not go through. So, good news, no need to worry, I won't keep you on the edge of your seats. Um, unfortunately... It didn't get struck down or anything. It just, they literally just didn't have time to hear it in this session of Congress. Fine. So, wonderful. Um, but basically it was, uh, the bill was HB 4105, um, and it was the Preservation of Sovereignty and Marriage Act. So it basically would hear whether gay marriage, um, it would basically, it was preemptively striking against the Supreme Court decision of whether gay marriage was legal or not. Right. And um, basically it would um, freeze the laws in Texas as what they were before whatever the Supreme Court decides, which is gay marriage. I mean, they didn't... Yeah. Anyway. Um, so um, this is, was one of 20 measures this session in Texas to make some sort of discrimination possible against the LGBT community. That's nice. And, um, That's that, really nice. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. um, they just love us here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, LGBT advocates are saying that this, this bill, HB 4105, um, w is one of the scariest um, legislations that they've seen. Like, the wording of it is just very aggressive, um, and it would absolutely block the Supreme Court. So they were actually really nervous about getting this thing passed. I know. I know. And um, my favorite part of this whole thing is... Um, this guy, uh, Cecil Bell, he's the Republican <laughs> representative. So uh, if you want to look him up, I wish I'd gotten his contact information together. Um, but tell him to stop being such a fucking bigot. Stop it, Cecil. Yeah, bitch. Um, and basically he is quoted in saying, um, this bill does not do anything that puts any person in a lesser position than where they currently are. Which, 
Thank you. Fair point. Fair, Fair point. point, yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, and he goes on to say, uh, it doesn't change businesses' ability to have their own guidelines for how they want to conduct their business. It simply codifies what we already do in Texas, which means, uh, it, which is an odd quote because this was about marriage. It wasn't about anything about how businesses can fire you for being LGBT, which mm-hmm. I think in Texas is still... Not in Dallas. Oh, not in Dallas. Nope. Okay, so I guess that's like a city or county or uh, something. Uh, I don't know enough about it, which is shameful. I don't know enough about it one way or the other, but Dallas, I know for sure you cannot do that. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like that. Um, but it's weird that he brought that up, but jerk. Um, anyway, but this is my favorite. They asked um, They asked him if the bill was going to cause like chaos within the, sk- the state and the house, and um, Bell said, well, no, of course not. It's not without precedent. Well, Bell talks like a thag, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Brandon. You're welcome. You fucking <laughs> um, and it, it, it sounds real gay. It's not without precedent. <laughs> hey. Um, I think that was actually more Wendy Williams than anything. Um, but it's not without precedent, let me say that one more time, um, for states to resist Supreme Court rulings. Hmm. And he gave two extremely amazing examples I'm not surprised by that surprised by that at all. Yeah, so this would have been the third time that the the Texas House uh, would have blocked the Supreme Court, um, the United States Supreme Court. Um, The first two, the the two examples that he gave Mm -hmm. um, of of the precedent was um, in uh, 1857, the Dred Scott decision in favor of uh, slavery to be struck down. Mm -hmm. So the Texas House blocked that, and so we still were able to have slavery. Well, Um, I see nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So thank God. Right. So so thank God we're not doing anything wrong. And also, the second one was the 1954 Brown versus Board of Education case that found that school segregation um, was unconstitutional. So they blocked that as well for a few years after. Well, those little fucking kids. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. So um, he made... Excellent, excellent points, mm-hmm. um, and just not outdated at all. No, I was going to say completely they're, they're perfect, relevant examples. Yeah, completely current events. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I will end saying um, another quote from him. Um, he goes, I'm not saying it's good or bad. We saw interesting challenges. We were put on buses with black children and white children, and neither body of kids wanted to be on the bus. Both wanted to go to the school where we were the closest. Um, well, you know how whenever you see someone collapse because they're having a heart attack and you look to a four-year-old and say, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course those black kids didn't want to be on the bus with the white kids because those white kids were fucking mean, probably. And they both have homework, and some that poor kid doesn't want to have to, like, help out this white kid. He's mean to him. They oh, both have schoolwork. I know. They're so busy. And all the oh, extracurriculars gosh. and, yeah, you know, it. yearbook and well, track. Well, and Cecil makes some really good points. He's just, a, he's a real bang-up job, and I'm really glad that he is an electri- elected official. So, um, you know, if that doesn't uh, want to inspire you to uh, start voting in your local elections, then I don't know what will. Me either. I will tell you, the stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> Even the fart of Texas, am I right? our show for the day we have some things that we need to talk about really quickly oh yes we have several people that we need to thank um, yeah. for their support and their help and just everything yep 
Uh, we want to say thanks to Jay. He's our pal who's been helping us learn how to do all the editing and stuff, and he's he, been really supportive. He's a total breeder, but he's super great. Like my favorite straight guy. And so thanks for, to his wife, Melissa, for letting us totally crash their family dinner to learn how to edit so software, etc. Yeah. So, and thank I love, you. I love her dad. He's like the greatest. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, we also, I want also want to say to um, uh, talk about Sam, the guy who created our cover art. So amazing, so great to work with. Yes, and he uh, he's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Digital artist, creative? Gra yeah, graphic designer. Graphic designer, yeah. So if you guys like uh, our cover art, just send us an email and I'll hook you up to um, get, get your, his information. You can contact us, you can find our contact information at www.politicallyuncorrectpodcast.com. You can find our email, um, our Twitter, which is Insta at PUC Podcast. Yes, our Instagram is Politically Uncorrect Podcast. Yeah. And um, our Facebook? Our Facebook is facebook.com slash PUC Podcast. Yep. And uh, real quickly, I want to say that you guys need to go down to Jay Gilligan's in Arlington at 400 East Abrams Street to see one of the greatest bartenders and one of my best friends, Jen Compton. And I guarantee you, Molly will be sitting on the bar still having one and getting wasted. So go say hi to those guys. Yeah. And we just want to thank you, all of our family and friends, for listening. Um, from people at work to people in our personal life and um, people in Europe and people in America and people in Jihad. We thank you very much and keep the feedback coming. Tweet us, email us, um, all of it, and let us know how you're feeling. Um, try to keep the twat words down to a minimum um, because it does sting a little, but, you know, no, be, honest. be honest. Be oh, honest. Be honest. Fuck you, dude. Let us know if you want to hear us talk about something, um, etc. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much.